Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy, empowering Starseed to better serve the planet. Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. It's Tuesday, January 5th, 2021, and I'm your host, Arielle Taylor, with my co-hosts, Lavendar and Anastasia. Our special guest this evening is Anand Sukadia, who is a first-generation American of Indian descent. Being around allopathic and holistic health practitioners throughout his upbringing, Anand knew his calling was in bridging together the best values of East and Western worlds and do it with a spiritual and holistically health-related flair. Anand is the founder and director at OM, which OM, dot life, Wellness Modern Recovery Spa, located in Jersey City, uh, New Jersey. Om.life is an eco-modern wellness sanctuary that marries ancient healing knowledge with modern innovative technology. Om.life has been named as the best breakout business in Jersey City in its first year and is the most unique wellness experience on the East Coast of the United States. In just under three years, they've aided over 6,000 individuals in stress management, athletic recovery, and lowering inflammation through their unique suite of holistic health modalities. Anand is also the host of the Limitless One podcast, a conversational platform that interviews individuals living a limitless life by being aligned on their soul's purpose. And those uh, you can find on iTunes. Uh, with the Limitless One podcast. His mission in life is to inspire and transform the mental, physical, and spiritual health of his community and the planet at large. Anand loves to travel the world, connecting with other open-hearted beings, and is continually seeking truth and light through his meditation, self-development, and other spiritual practices. And his websites, there's two of them, um, Om. Dot life that's o m dot life and anand which is a n a n d dot life you can also find him on instagram at anand dot life at the top of the show it's anastasia's starseed news bringing topics of interest to starseeds not heard in the mainstream and we'd like to thank kathy and jada for hosting the switchboard tonight for those who may have a question or comment we have an online Starseed community at starseedhotline.ning.com, and it's a safe place to connect with other Starseeds thanks to Tammy's continual dedication. You can download our shows on iTunes or right here on Blog Talk, and if you'd like to show your support of our program, please just click follow here on our page, and you'll get our weekly, uh, well, our biweekly uh, show notices if you enable those notifications. Our main website is starseedhotline.com, and the Stage 1 Starseed confirmations are based on Lavendar's discovery of star markings and your natal astrological chart, and the Stage 2 session is a one-on-one phone session available with Lavendar, Anastasia, or myself. Lavendar's Stage 2 sessions are being redesigned to focus on your solar return covering your natural state, your rites of passage, your masterships, as well as covering your solar return and your current transits. It's like having the whole enchilada in 
a one-hour session, and that will be scheduled just before your birthday. If you've been listening to our show, you know about the global starseed activation that's been going on for two years since December 18, 2018. And in almost 12 years that we've been, uh, our website's been online, we've never seen anything like this. Uh, the waiting time for the Stage 2 sessions is still about five to six months, and the Stage 1 wait time was finally shrinking, too, until the solstice that we just had, and we had another huge influx of requests. But I think we're still looking at about 20 weeks for new confirmation readings. We'll have to see how that goes. And with the help of our team, we are able to handle way more than we used to. We're going to do a radio show to introduce them to you officially as soon as we get the website updated to include them, which is mostly a matter of having the time to get those updates done. So we've just been focusing on doing the readings. And um, our new team will also be available for live Stage 2 sessions after the site is updated. And remember, if you have a birthday coming up, you'll get a window of 10 hours of power. You can find out exactly when that happens by requesting your solar return timing. Um, that information only takes a week or less, um, usually. But if you want the stage two interpretation of that chart, you'll need to order at least six months ahead of your birthday to make sure you get it before that 10-hour win window happens. And with Lavendar, she will be booking for all birthday months. So first up tonight, I would like to introduce Anastasia as soon as I get that microphone open with her wonderful Starseed News. Good evening, Ariel. Hello, everybody. Thank you for the applause. Hello. Happy New Year to all of you. It is 2021. You know, when I put the header in the news for tonight's broadcast, I I did it. I wrote 2020. Should I be hit over the head with a pole? <laughs> no. Honestly, you, no, because then everybody I mean, has to be hit. That's egregious. Okay, that's just egregious to do that. Of all the years to stay behind, I tell you. So yeah, I caught yeah. it. I we want it, out of 2020. Yeah. Well, we are. I mean, I just had a little lapse, I guess. But anyway. <laughs> Well, we have some good news tonight, sharing some interesting articles. I hope they're helpful. Um, actually, it has always been a chore to find uh, nice pieces for Starseed News, but it's getting easier, and I'm getting help from people. So thank you for all of you who are helping, and you too, Ariel. Um, we'll start out with a story about European bison. Uh, did you know that you, there were bison in Europe? I'll bet a lot of you knew that. Uh, maybe some of you didn't, but there are buffalo or bison in, in Europe. And they are no longer vulnerable. Uh, Europe's largest land mammal has stepped back from the brink of extinction. That's according to the International Union for the Conversa uh, Conservation of Nature, the IUCN, which has updated its red list of threatened species. Now, hunted almost to extinction a century ago, European bison have bounced back and now number more than 6,000. European bison are one of the 26 species to have been moved the right way up the list, but it hasn't always been positive news. Uh, the uh, agency claims that 31 species, species have already gone extinct, and the director general of this group said it was a stark reminder that conservation efforts must urgently expand. So we lost some, but we gained some, and among the ones that we gained, the European bison are off the endangered list, critical endangered list. That's good news. And they have discovered something in Africa. I mean, this is a big planet, and 
we're always finding cool things. Well, a marine sanctuary has been discovered in Africa. They're calling it a jewel of biodiversity. This is how scientists are describing this brand-new, newly discovered reef complex off the coast of East Africa where corals appear to be thriving in spite of what they call the climate crisis. Now, it's located off Tanzania and Kenya. The stronghold sits in a rare ocean cool spot, which protects corals and marine animals from the impacts of climate change. Now scientists are calling for the site to be protected from fishing and nearby coastal developments, most certainly. They say this area could become an incredibly important sanctuary where marine species, big and small, will flock to find refuge from climate change. If well protected, this key transboundary marine ecosystem will remain a jewel of biodiversity in the ocean for the entire East African coast. They have discovered something untouched, deep down. Wonderful. Well, y'all, I'm on a kind of a lamp, a llama thing. I, I, I guess that might be old news for some of you. Llamas have been popular for quite a while, but lately in our family we've kind of been taking to llamas. We have llama this and llama that. And here's a story about llamas. They are so darned adorable. I mean, I like camels too, but camels are, you know, kind of <laughs> poorly groomed. They're adorable, but, you know, you just want to give them a bath. Well, <laughs> llamas are a bit, <laughs> llamas are similar, but they are so silky and so funny and so cute, and they come in all kinds of varieties. Well, here's a story about how a llama named Cormac might help curb the coronavirus pandemic. Now, listen to this story. Uh, it, yeah, it does seem that a llama may hold the answer that we've been waiting for in terms of fighting the coronavirus pandemic. This is because there was a study conducted at Uniformed Services University Center for Neuroscience and Regenerative Medicine, and it showed that nanobodies produced by an absolutely gorgeous llama named Cormac may potentially be able to protect human lungs from infections such as COVID-19 and more, as you're going to find out as I continue. Well, now, how will this Cormac, the llama, uh, stop the ongoing pandemic? Well, as I mentioned, these researchers have been working with specific antibodies known as nanobodies derived from camels and llamas, which may be able to take down this pandemic. Now, according to the U.S. Department of Defense, when manipulated in the form of an aerosol or liquid form, nanobodies can act as a virus preventative and combatant. They weigh about 10% of a human antibody and can apparently recognize virus proteins, latch onto them, and fight them off. They tell us that nanobodies are cheap and easy to work with in the realm of medical engineering, which is why researchers had been testing them for months. Eventually, they discovered that Cormac the Llama was producing a certain type of nanobody, NIH CoVNB-112, which is thought to prevent, detect, and disembody SARS-CoV-2 spike proteins. Scientists tested this by immunizing Cormac, the poor little guy, but they immunized him five times over the course of a few weeks using low levels of the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein and seeing how he reacted. Well, what they found was that Cormac was producing low levels of these nanobodies, which latch onto the COVID-19 protein and prevent it from entering the body's cells. The nanobodies were then further tested in terms of infection prevention in Petri dishes 
and were eventually tested through an inhaler that's used on asthma patients, which showed that they could work to treat patients in the form of a spray, according to the illustrious National Institutes of Health. Now, according to the scientists, one of the exciting things about nanobodies is that unlike most regular antibodies, they can be aerosolized and inhaled to coat the lungs and airways. This is promising in that it could potentially be used to protect the lung from infections. Now, it turns out the scientists have been testing nanobodies in the name of science for years, and back in 2018, one company decided to test out Llama's nanobodies flu protection capabilities, and they were able to successfully protect mice from 60 different flu strains. Studies have also shown that they may be utilized for Parkinson's disease therapy. Wow. Well, one neuroscience researcher has said, although we have a lot more work ahead of us, these results represent a promising first step with support from the National Institute of Health. We're quickly moving forward to test whether these nanobodies could be safe and effective preventative treatments for COVID-19. All from the humble llama and the ill-groomed camel. There you go. Camels and llamas may be providing the cure and the protection for COVID-19. Fascinating. Wow. And, yeah, really something. You guys like llamas? Send me llama pictures. Yeah. I had, <laughs> I had a, pictures. My brother's got a neighbor that had a, a llama named Dolly. Really? A real one? Yeah. Did a real you llama. See it in, did yeah. you see it in live time? Uh-huh. Oh, how cute. I'm jealous. <laughs> I want to see one. All I have are pictures. <laughs> Oh, that's neat. That's great. Send me a picture, if you got one, that is. Well, um, I think a lot of you are like me. We, Most of our people that listen to this like uh, essential oils. Who doesn't? Uh, they have many benefits, and we love the fragrances, and we love the energy of them. But are oil diffusers safe for your pets? Well, uh, there are some essential oils that are harmful to dogs and to cats. And, you know, dogs are definitely our best friends. But being mammals, they can sometimes bring unwanted odors into our living spaces. And people try to keep out doggy smells with scented candles or air fresheners or chemical Febreze or whatever. But uh, more enlightened people might try something a bit more, you know, natural like essential oil diffusers. Well, we know that essential oils are the concentrated liquids of plants and they're used primarily for aromatherapy and alternative medicine, but they are now rather popular, widespread across country as fragrances for common uh, scent control or scent uh, amelioration of odors, pet odors and such. Well, many essential oils are really good, um, better than uh, chemical stuff, but just because they're good for people doesn't make them safe for pets. So unfortunately for the smell of our houses, There are very few essential oils out there today that are completely non-toxic to pets. Ones that aren't toxic to cats might be deadly to your dog, and vice versa. Cinnamon, citrus, peppermint, pine, pennyroyal, sweet birch, tea tree, wintergreen, yang-yang, clove, thyme, juniper, yarrow, and garlic are all considered to be harmful to dogs. Meanwhile, according to Pet Poison Hotline, wintergreen, sweet birch oil, citrus oil, pine oils, yang-yang, peppermint, cinnamon, pennyroyal, clove, eucalyptus, and tea tree oils are very harmful to cats. 
and don't think you're out of the words woods if you've got a bird either because birds particularly parrots have sensitive respiratory tracts and are severely in- affected by inhaled toxins and most of the aforementioned oils are dangerous to birds especially to parrots so what happens if you get oil on your pet what happens if they get toxic from it well first of all if there's an oil spill on your pet skin like maybe you have a bottle sitting up on the credenza and the cat jumps off there and knocks it over and walks through the oil well wash them off as quickly as possible with dishwashing soap they break down oils better than pet shampoo you want to break down the oil and if you haven't seen your animal ingest or touch any oils but they're acting strange you might want to take them to the vet and common symptoms of pet poisoning include drooling fatigue confusion tremors you know you guys got it Uh, And if you notice any of these things, you're supposed to take the animal to the vet. So be mindful. I mean, we all love our uh, essential oils. I certainly do. But I noticed that my cat was, um, I didn't know about this uh, some time back. I discovered it, and the cat started twitching. I had to move my diffuser to a different place in the house where the cat was not, and now all is well. So be mindful. Hmm. Well, talking about the ocean, um, a new discovery in off the coast of Africa. Uh, do any of you know how much of the ocean remains unexplored? Tons, you know. Probably most of it. <laughs> yeah, water covers more than 70% of the globe, and much of the ocean is unexplored. So what is the deepest part of the ocean? Well, um, and by the way, 80% of the ocean is unexplored. 80% of the ocean is unexplored. Wow. I mean, that's a lot of mystery, okay? So they tell us that scientists are just under tremendous pressure to find and explore new places on this planet and beyond the stars. And while there may be no physical pressure up in the vastness of space, there is a whole lot of pressure in the deepest parts of our oceans. According to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the atmospheric pressure at the bottom of the Marianas Trench which is the deepest part of the ocean, is about 16,000 pounds per square inch. You compare that to the 14.7 PSI in your home office, and you've got a problem for squishy, frail human bodies, to say nothing of submarines and such. 16,000 pounds per square inch. Why is that? Water's heavy. It goes that deep. It weighs a lot. That creates, of course, pressure per square inch. So as I said, uh, the Marianas Trench is the deepest part of the ocean. It's located at an astonishing 35,814 feet below sea level. And at the very bottom of that great gorge is something called the Challenger Deep. It's the deepest point known on planet Earth. And as with other unexplored ocean places, we don't know very much at all about what lives down there. Nevertheless, the things we've managed to discover are as alien as anything we might hope to find hope to find on another planet. The fish and the invertebrates that dwell in the deepest part of the ocean don't look or behave anything like you might expect. At 20,000 feet, only 20 now, it goes 35,000 plus, but at 20,000 feet, many life forms are translucent, they have no scales and they have no eyes. Um, and some... I include the giant tube worm. Have you heard about the tube worm? 
the giant dewworm. Well, he lives near hydrothermal vents, and he feeds on teeny tiny itty-bitty bacteria, and they get their energy from the chemicals in the water. And the water around these vents can be boiling, but it's rich in minerals and chemicals that these creatures have evolved down there, and they need it to survive. Now, these tube worms, these giant tube worms, grow to over eight feet tall. And they're amazing. Uh, <laughs> they're just one of the remarkable animals that survive in the deepest parts of the water on Earth, places where nothing else can live. So it really is like another universe. When we look at our own planet, we think about our part on it, on the surface, our human bodies, our human minds, our human activities. So often we think we need to go out into space to find mystery and wonder and learn things, and yet we know so little about our own planet. We know so little about the types of consciousness that exist here, and that doesn't just even include in other dimensions or frequencies. Um, It's a universe within a universe within a universe. I think this year, in 2021, I am hoping that those of us who are mindful will become more acquainted with the earth, more in tune with it, uh, seeking out knowledge and wisdom and inspiration and revelations of mysteries just from our own beautiful planet. And in so doing, we're going to learn to love it more, to care for it better, and to um, acclimate ourselves to it in a way that is harmonious, where we begin to live like a part of the planet instead of something that walks on the top of it and uses it like a resource. And Speaking about animals, I'm not done talking about dogs. How often should you give your dog a bath? Well, I had a dog. I talked to you about him before. His name was Spanky, and I loved him like a child, I tell you. That Spanky was a wonderful dog. But he was a spaniel, and he would get very, very muddy, and, you know, he would smell like a dog, especially when he was wet. And I, being a person of a rather fussy nose and always having to have nice smells around, well, I would give him a bath whenever he got dirty and whenever he started to stink. But uh, that was way back when, you know. (laughs) Now in our modern, more advanced times, we're getting more conscious about things like this. So now they're telling us that you shouldn't be giving your dog a bath too much. Really shouldn't. It's not good for them. Uh, They tell us that really we should bathe our dogs about once a month. Could you do that, Ariel? Is that okay with you? <laughs> um, they tell us unless they've been in contact with a skunk or they have gotten really, really dirty, you know, really, really dirty, uh, you shouldn't bathe them too often. They said that even if they stink a little bit, you'll have to live with it because we should try to resist giving them too many baths because it dries out their skin, makes them itch, and even though they smell better, uh, veterinarians are telling us that it makes them very uncomfortable. They really aren't very happy if they get too many baths and certainly not with a lot of hot water, a lot of shampoo shampoo or pet shampoo, Um, to really be mindful that depleting the oil in your dog's skin is really not good for him and can give him all kinds of problems. So uh, if you really like to bathe your dog a lot, just keep in mind the experts are telling us once a month is enough. So, And I suppose that might depend upon the breed as well. I suspect that some of our listeners are cyclists. Any of you guys like to ride bikes? I used to love to ride bikes. Yeah. Well, now cross-country bike trips will soon be a reality with something called the Great American Rail Trail. Now, this is cool. I mean, this is great. Whether you're a dedicated triathlete or if you're just simply on an an outdoor uh, adventure, 
embarking on a cross-country bike excursion uh, could be a dream come true for some of you out there. And for U.S. cyclists, doing so is now about to be oh so much easier, thanks to this highly anticipated Great American Rail Trail. Now, this path is going to cross 12 different states from coast to coast, and it will enable cyclists to travel safely and efficiently and be able to avoid any and all car and pedestrian traffic. Well, that's heaven. And this is going to span 6,000 kilometers, uh, starting in Washington State. It's going to go through Montana, Wyoming, Nebraska, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and finally Maryland. Well, it will end in Washington, D.C. This is according to the biking magazine, Rails to Trails. And it's going to be the first path of its kind. And it's going to enable bikers to travel from the West Coast to the East Coast on this path exclusively used for biking, again, without car or foot traffic. Now, making this trail is going to involve connecting 145 existing bike paths and filling in more than 95 trail gaps. Now, this was originally launched in 2019 by Conservancy. And thus far, about 53% of the path has been completed. They don't have an expected opening date, but hopefully they say it will be open within the next year or so. That's wild. And then the article talked about them opening up little towns. Uh, can you see little midget towns along some bicycle trails with um, little eateries and such just for cyclists? I mean, this would all be on foot or all with bicycles. You can't get cars to the place. So um, there, and I suppose maybe some of these bike paths go through towns. Um, but they said it's going to be really good for particular kinds of commerce and being catered. Uh, offering business opportunities to cater to cyclists. So that could be really interesting, um, kind of a whole new thing there. Might might start something new. Maybe we'll have lots of bike trails uh, coming up in, in coming years because of people's interest in the environment. Well, I have a story to tell you. I know I need to move along. I'm taking too much time. And really there's a lot more news. But let me tell you this. I had ordered a calendar uh, at the end of the year, of course. 2021 is coming up. This is kind of my theme for tonight. What year is it? Anyway, 2021 is coming up, and I ordered a calendar, and I picked it up online, and it said 2021 calendar. It was just great. It was about llamas. <laughs> and I ordered it, and it arrived uh, before the 1st of January, and I was very pleased. I tacked that little calendar up, and I looked, and holy moly, it was 2018. <laughs> they sent me the wrong what? calendar. I said, oh, boy. So, anyway, I didn't know this, but, you know, uh, check this out. Did you know that you can reuse certain previous calendars for this year? You can't. I mean, if you don't want to throw things out, people just like to hold on to everything, well, they might be in luck. And I might. I wish I was one of those people, okay, because I really need a 2021 calendar. But um, you can actually reuse these calendars. You can re for this year for 2021. You can reuse the calendars dated 2010, 1999, you can use it again in 2027, 2038, on up to 2117. <laughs> and while the days of the week on all of these calendars will be the same, of course, some 
holidays and other events that come printed on the calendar could be different. For instance, many Jewish holidays fall on quite different dates each year, so I would recommend Googling major holidays so you don't accidentally celebrate Hanukkah at the wrong time. So anyway, uh, yeah, isn't that something? I mean, yeah. hold on to that stuff because, man, this year's calendar is going to be good six years from now or 106 years from now. <laughs> Throw it away. <laughs> I should have done it, and I'd have a 2020 calendar. Uh, you know, I could I could have used the 1954 calendar right now. I need it. All right. <laughs> I have a. Uh, I need to. I need to wrap this up so that you can get on with the rest of the show. I have a quote for all of you. Um, we can complain because rose bushes have thorns, or we can rejoice because thorns have roses. Isn't that great? Really, you know. Yeah. Sometimes if you take a thought and turn it upside down, you really get something nice out of it. So as we move forward into 2020, let's focus on gratitude. 2021. There, I did it again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually just trying to entertain everybody tonight. I hope I'm giving you a good time. As we move forward into 2021, let us remember to be very grateful, to be thankful, to focus on that. Uh, No matter what's ahead, if we focus on the property, on the on the positive, um, it's going to change our lives. You all know that. I'm preaching to the choir here, but let's remember to give thanks, to nurture gratitude, to thank others for the part they play in our lives to keep in our minds what we have to be thankful for because some wise person once said, if you're not happy with what you have now, what makes you think that whatever you get is going to make you any happier? The capacity to appreciate what we have opens the door to abundance for more and enables us to connect with life here in in the moment. Um, And it's good for us physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So in the attitude of gratitude, let us learn to appreciate the fact that thorns have roses and begin to look at life in that light. I think we'll find that we're much happier, much healthier, and retain our spiritual power and our spiritual vitality for what wondrous things lie ahead of us because there is wonder on the horizon. And we greet all that with open arms. From my heart to each one of you, happy 2021, everybody, and much love. And we'll catch you again next time, Ariel. Thank you. Okay. Thanks so much, Anastasia, and we will uh, talk to you uh, two weeks from tonight for our next show. Mm-hmm. So right now I am going to um, – I'm looking up and down the switchboard here. we got a lot of people on the switchboard. So um, let's think, okay, first of all, i got to get Lavendar's mic open and our special guest, Anand Sukadia. And Lavendar, Okay. We are ready to go. Lavendar, you you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Um, Anand, welcome to the show. And Lavendar, take it away. Okay. Well, Anand, I'm so happy that you decided to be our first guest for 2021. So the first thing I'd like to ask you is, have you had any recent experiences that you want to share with us? And if you haven't, how did you start your spiritual journey? Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I was just taking so many notes during the the news segment, and I'm so glad I didn't buy my 2117 calendar yet because I could just use the 2021 now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But, yeah, thank you. Yeah, what an amazing time to be alive. You know, um, 2020 was – 
quite the year and uh, made it through that and still have a smile on my face. And I'm really looking forward to 2021 and moving forward and hopefully more light shines this year for everybody and we, we move in a higher timeline than, than where we were and that we have been in the last, uh, you know, several decades in, in our human consciousness. But, um, yeah, so my, my journey, um, pretty, uh, I'll just, I guess I'll just start from the beginning. My, my parents came here uh, early on in the 70s. They were physicians and people with such amazing hearts, and they lived in contributions, and that absolutely rubbed off on me. You know, I never seen them do anything unethical. They were always there to help other people in need and taught me about character and gave me a tremendous value system. So their journey was you know, so enlightening to in- inspiring to see. But with me, like, they were so busy with work, I had a lot of my own things I had to work on in terms of not feeling loved because I didn't have a lot of time with them. Um, but I respected everything that they did, and I just started going really deep into self-development, spending time alone, kind of meditating, being with my thoughts. And um, although at the same time I was feeling like I wasn't good enough, but there was this voice inside of me telling me that there was greatness. So I kept driving towards self-development, any books I could get my hands on, inspirational videos, real education was just, you know, living life and kind of understanding how other people are, you know, succeeding. And books like Celestine Prophecy, The Alchemist, Four Agreements, listening to people like Tony Robbins, that kind of like pushed me onto this journey of self-development. And then spiritually, I started getting more involved in things where I was exposed to uh, astrology early on when I was in high school. And, um, a couple of different things in terms of, you know, having a lot of breathwork sessions that helped me induce me into a more um, spiritual state, as well as having some sessions with ayahuasca, which is a plant medicine from uh, the Peruvian region, which really, really helped me in my journey and kind of like gave me a bigger, better path in this, this life that we're in. Okay, can you tell us a little bit more about your experience with plant medicine? Yeah, absolutely. So um, maybe I'll just go back just a little bit to kind of set it up. Um, so I grew up like in a Hindu household and very blessed to, to have that experience because it, it gave me such a head start on my spiritual path. It's more of a way of life, so it encourages freedom of thought and exploration. So yes, I focused and learned a lot about Hinduism, but I also was open to learning so much about other forms of spirituality, Jesus, Buddha, Eastern philosophy, shamanic healing, star beings. I was always a big UFO guy as well. And through different experiences, through Vedic astrology, and then through other experiences like Nadi astrology, which is like this ancient Indian form of astrology written on palm leaves over 2,000 years ago, where I went to this center in India, and they literally had my detailed life description on that. Uh, on that leaf that had my name, my parents' names, literally everything that I had done in my life up until that point and then going forward. So um, that was kind of one of those wow moments where I just understood, okay, there's so much more out there than I thought reality is. And if this stuff was written 2,000 years ago, what is time? Does time even exist does it, uh, does it move in cycles, or is this just a, kind of just an illusion, this whole life experience? So, so I, want to, I want to ask you, I have not heard about Nadia astrology. Yeah. Uh, is this based on um, the planets where they, where they are now, or is this 
based on where they were 2,000 years ago. Yeah, so the way that it was done, it's, um, it's based on the Vedic, the Vedic science, but there was this sage 2,000 years ago, his name was Sage Augustia. Him and his disciples were just deep meditators, and they started writing on these palm leaves, these ancient scripts, and they wrote down um, knowledge about science and uh, the future predictions of the world and, you know, um, amassing, like, wealth and fame and all this kind of stuff, like different secrets and formulas. And when the British came in uh, to India in the 1700s, they started uh, looking at these and seeing that they were very valuable. So they took all those leaves, but then they auctioned off the ones that were about people's lives because they didn't have any uh, use for those things. So they ended up selling it off to different families, and then those particular scrolls were transcribed by each of the families, so each one would have the different sets. So they, you know, if anyone visitor came and, and came for their reading, every one of those families would have it. So my sister ended up getting married in 2009 in the south of India, and it was a town that my family or my ancestors have never been to. And I went into this very old building. When I arrived, they asked for my thumb impression, an hour later, the astrologer came out. He opened up this, uh, this big book of scrolls, and uh, he started reciting this ancient language called Tamil. And there was a translator asking me yes or no questions. So the first question was, were you born on January 5th? And if I said no, they went on to the next leaf. And then they said, uh, is your father's name Jitendra? And if I said yes, then they would ask the next line on that same scroll. So after a lot of back and forth, Obviously, anytime I said no, they would go on to the next, uh, next lease. So we went through the first book. We went through the second book. Halfway down through the, the third book, they said, is your father's name Chandra? I said, yes. Is your mother's name Ela? I said, yes. Were you born January 13, 1981? I said, yes. At that point, the hairs on my arms just stood up. And my heart was, like, racing because I was, like, realizing they actually found my lease. And then they said, are you in the garment business? Are both your sisters married? Now, mind you, my sister got married the day before in this small little town. So there's no way they had any information about me or my family or anything because, you know, we, I grew up in the United States. How would they have any of that stuff? So they asked all these qualifying questions, and then they found my lease. Uh, and they knew I was coming on my 29th year. So they just basically gave me, fewer, like, all the information up until that point. They knew my dad passed away a couple of years prior to that. They knew my mom was a physician. They knew both my sister's names. They knew my name. They knew I was actually going in for shoulder surgery in a couple of months. So this was like, it was just blowing my mind. I've never experienced anything like it. I've always known India has so many spiritual treats and experiences and adventures over there, but I had no idea something like this would actually exist. So then it well, kind of, I'm sorry. Well, it, it occurs to me that maybe, they were tuned in to what we call the predestination program. It has yeah. to be to know that information. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how they did it, but um, yeah, you probably could speak way more than uh, me on that uh, topic. But like, yeah, it was just, it was blowing my mind. And then they told me about like ages 35, 36, 37, how I was going to be moving towards my destiny and moving into more of my, I guess, my career stability. And then they also told me a relationship with my mom would get way better. And back in when I was 29 years old, I was having a lot of resentment towards my mom because I didn't spend a lot of time with her growing up. And any time I did, like, I felt like I was being, like, given advice. And just I didn't feel a very nurturing, like, uh, relationship with her. 
So then, like, I just, okay, I listened to the, the reading. I was trying to figure out how all this stuff was going to happen. And then they told me at the ages of 35, 36, 37, I would meet somebody, possibly get married, but then I'd have major differences of opinion. And fast-forwarding to those years, that's when I started my business, my own life business. And then it also uh, allowed me to meet my my ex fiance, who we got married like on a spiritual level in, in Hindu ceremony, but not actually a um, like a legal marriage. So that was a time where we broke up right before I started that uh, that business and everything like that. So it kind of like everything aligned up, and then it told me 38, 39, 40 that I would find somebody else and start a family, and then build all of my manifestations during this time period. And um, we're kind of in that time right now where I turn 40 next week. And uh, it's, uh, it's pretty interesting how these things, this was like 2009. I took videos of it for people who, you know, my friends probably wouldn't believe me. So I was like, all right, let me just take a video of this. And I look back on it and I'm just like blown my mind how this, this is actually, actually a thing. Wow. I have never heard of this. It's, this is very fascinating to me. Yeah. So so in the leaf reading, did it say anything about your dad passing? Yeah, so they knew that my dad passed away. So this was in 2009 I got the reading, and 2008 is when my dad passed. So what they said is, um, your father is no more, your mother is a widow, and she's living as a doctor right now. And um, she kind of gave, they gave, they gave me like, you know, what her life would look like and that, you know, she she basically has very simple needs. She doesn't need a lot for herself and that her, her the rest of her life would be just in contribution towards helping her children um, and in very much into spiritual work that she's currently doing now. So, you know, luckily she's healthy, she's happy. Um, they knew about both my sisters, so they, they said both my sisters are married. One of them got married the day before. Uh, and then the other sister, they also said she recently got a divorce, which was true, and they knew about my niece as well, and yeah, it was it was just wild, and then they even told me, like, uh, because I hadn't met my future fiancé at the time, I uh, they told me these three syllables, they're like ba, ka, ah, or something like that, and uh, her name was Brianna, so it was, like, very strange to you know, have these syllables, and I don't know if it's the reticular activator in the mind only looking for those names, but you know, somehow, some way, this this uh, this life that I lived is very kind of on par with what um, you know the, the the reading that they gave me were was. Well, that's very fascinating. So, what year did you um, open your business here yeah. in New Jersey? Mm-hmm. So uh, that was in 2017. So um, just to, if I can, I'll because uh, I, I was circling back to the ayahuasca. So right. um, the ayahuasca experience. Now, I did a lot of this self-development work and, you know, spiritual work, reading all the books that I could, but there was some disconnect between my head and my heart. I understood everything from an intellectual place, but I wasn't able to kind of tap into my heart and really feel this spirituality that I knew was inside of me. So I had the opportunity in 2014 to experience ayahuasca. So ayahuasca is a plant medicine from from Peruvian jungle, I was able to do it in the United States, even though technically it's not legal, so I don't suggest anyone go out and do it in the United States. But uh, it, within a couple of minutes, I started feeling, and by mind you, I'd never done any psychedelics before that in my, in my life, so I was very unaware of what the effects were. So once I entered this stage, it was like a rocket ship through the universe. 
And in that, I was able to kind of go on a roller coaster through my own life and see all the different parts of my life where I was either hurting somebody or somebody hurt me or the times I was being in integrity, the times I wasn't being in integrity. So it was it was so intense and so fast. And anytime I hurt somebody else, I was able to see it from their perspective and vice versa. If somebody hurt me, I was able to see it from from their perspective as well. So I was kind of understanding things from like a level that was above my own like mindset. And that just kind of showed me so much. And there's a purging process in that where I was able to release a lot of negative thoughts and anger that I had at that time. I was able to see my mother and going back to our conversation earlier is where I was having a lot of challenges communicating with my mom. And it just showed me the essence, the energetic essence of my mother and who she is on a spiritual level and the challenges that she's had to go through when she was younger. So when she was 17, she lost her dad. So I was able to kind of like feel that, experience it, have so much more compassion for her and that how she had to literally take on a a more masculine role to help her sisters and her mom who were uneducated. So that's how she kind of went through life in more of a fear-based mode and trying to, you know, just try to do, do, do rather than feel and sit with their emotions because she was able to process them at a very young age. So after all the, after this like four-hour session of this ayahuasca, I was able to come out of it, and then the first conversation I had was with my mom. I went to go visit her, and I was literally talking to her about my experience for two hours. I had tears in my eyes, and I just, you know, I said, I'm so sorry if I ever was mean to you. I appreciate you so much. And ever since that day, like, we've had such a beautiful relationship. Um, It's not always, like, perfect, but I'm able to kind of disconnect from the former way that we had it. So, you know, a lot of times in life when we're able to forgive and we're able to apologize for our actions, we really can shift things. And I know sometimes it's really hard to change relationships, but that was one of the biggest takeaways for me. And then the second takeaway was it showed me this diversion of life paths. And I could continue going the way that I was, and it showed me the future of that. And I was very alone and in my deathbed alone and, you know, kind of like just by myself. And uh, when I was just going for selfish things like just, um, you know, just being a bachelor and just trying to make money and not really contributing to society. And then it also showed me the other path where I knew I always wanted to open up a wellness center and have more contribution and do things for other people and uh, have a lot more love in my life, and it showed me that path. If I chose that, then I would have everything that I desired. So I decided right then and there, I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I decided I was going to open up my wellness center, Home Life, which is in Jersey City, and um, it literally changed my life. So it took me about three years to kind of get all the ducks in a row, get the funding, do the build-out and everything, and then I finally opened December of 2017, and we just celebrated our three-year anniversary. That's great. So tell me a little bit about your your place where you work, your wellness center. I'm really interested in your flotation therapy. Tell us about that. I'm very interested. I have not done that yet. There's a place here in Hot Springs that has it, but now that we have COVID, I don't guess I can go. But tell us a little bit about how that works and what do you experience in your flotation therapy. Yeah, absolutely. So it's also known as zero gravity or sensory deprivation, where you have 10 inches of water in this pod-like shape. Um, It looks like an egg, but it, like, kind of closes down on top of you. And there's 1,000 pounds of Epsom salt. 
So it's very similar effect to the Dead Sea. And I tried it prior a couple of years ago before even opening my center, and I was like, wow, this is the perfect therapy for your mind because you're able to kind of like shut off all sensory input. And this day and age, we're so bombarded by all this like noise and sound and sight and marketing and all this kind of stuff. So you're able to shut that off. Your body is fully relaxed. You don't feel anything because the body, the water is the same temperature as your body temperature. So you don't know where your body ends and the water begins. And then also for your spirit, you're able to get into the deepest form of meditation because you have no body. And if it's just your mind left, you're able to relax that and kind of shut that down. It's kind of like, you know, turning off all the tabs on your computer. When you have a hundred of them, your computer slows down. Same thing with our minds. If we have so many thoughts going through and we're not kind of defragging or kind of just shutting down the computer every once in a while, we're going to start to like overheat or not work as function, function as efficiently as possible. So this therapy is incredible because you're in there for about an hour and sometimes it could feel like an eternity or it could feel like five minutes when you're in theta state of the brain waves. Um, time doesn't exist. So you're able to kind of just disconnect and people use it for athletic recovery. They use it for a deep meditation. They use it for creativity. A lot of business owners come in and they have the most amazing ideas coming out of there. So um, that was really the foundation, foundational therapy that I wanted to do. And it's a very intricate build out. You know, we had to have 10 inch thick walls in between all the rooms to make sure there's no sound penetrating. It's got to be slip proof. It's got to be salt proof because there's a thousand pounds of salt in those tanks. So it was, uh, it was quite an adventure getting everything built out. But, um, you know, the, the response from our community has been, you know, they, they just love it so much. And it's the most unique experience uh, in terms of wellness that anyone really offers. Um, if you can find a float tank near you for anyone who's listening, it is an experience like no other. You can't uh, mimic this other than going into outer space, essentially. So do you have any stories about people that have gone in there and come out with maybe genius ideas? Or is there any story you can tell us about? Some You don't have to mention their name, but maybe tell us something that you noticed about their genius when they came out of that, that therapy. Yeah, so I have a, a buddy of mine who owns a lighting company, and um, he was, you know, he... He has a hard time relaxing, so he's always go, go, go. And then he went in there, and he literally came out in tears almost uh, the first time he tried it. He says, this is the first time I've ever just sat down to contemplate. And he says, my whole life, like, kind of flashed before my eyes. And he says, there, I really have to start focusing more on my family and taking care of them and being emotionally there for my wife and all this kind of stuff. And uh, he also said that he got a lot of business ideas um, different partnerships and different uh, trends to kind of go after. And, you know, fast forward three years down the road, he is doing phenomenal business all around the world. And, you know, I'm not going to say it's from flotation therapy, but this kind of inspires people. Another great example is I have a, I had a member, a longtime member. Um, she moved recently out of the area, but she was working for American Express, working long hours, marketing, corporate world, not happy, not satisfied. After, her, I think it was her third float, she made the decision when she came out of the tank. She says, that's it. I realized the answer is so simple. I'm quitting my job. And then she decided she was going to go become an entrepreneur. And now she's selling on Amazon. And uh, she has one special product on there, um, like bamboo, like some cloths or something like that. And she's killing it. And, um, you know, it really allows people to reflect because we don't have the time a lot of times when we have such a busy lifestyle to just sit and kind of like unplug 
And these are opportunities to get into a float tank to really get that space for your, your heart to open, for your breathing to really deepen, for your body to fully relax, to get that magnesium absorption because the, the magnesium sulfate, which is the Epsom salt, is transdermally absorbing into the body. So you're able to kind of remineralize, realkalize the body. Um, has a lot of silica in there. I know, Lavender, you're a big fan of silica as well. So, um, you know, a lot of times people who are sleep deficient, they have low magnesium levels. People who are depressed, they also have low magnesium levels. So there's so many benefits to to this. So do you also maybe instruct them with breath work? Do you give them breath work uh, when they go into the therapy? Yeah, so, you know, uh, we do some breath work stuff outside of the therapies. Um, I don't try to coach people too much to what to expect or what to do inside there just because it's their own unique experience. Um, some people like to leave the lights on. Some people like to leave music on. Um, especially the first couple of times. If anyone asks me, yeah, I'll show them different breath work that I'll do. I'll do like a 4-4-4 box breath, you know, four seconds of deep, deep inhalation, four seconds of holding, four seconds of exhale, and then four seconds of uh, holding again, and then just recycle that. Um, sometimes I'll do Wim Hof breathing, which is more aggressive breathing, but I'll do that before the session starts, and then I'll go in there and I like my body energy energetic channels are kind of all opened up. So yeah, it really really depends on you know the conversation. Some people they love to talk like their whole experience about what they what they had in there. Um, some people you know they have an, a beautiful experience and they want to walk out the door just because more people are some people are just more in their head and they kind of want to process it on their own. So it's it's a very unique experience. And every time somebody goes in there, they have a different experience. So it's never any time the same. So I noticed that uh, you have a lot of things that have happened in your life that we, you call beautiful synchronizations of life. Can you share with us something that's – because I t totally believe that synchronization is confirmation of something. I, absolutely. So one of the things I've been noticing, and I've noticed it for a lot of years now, is um, every single day there will be either once or twice that this happens, and I'm telling you it's every single day, that um, listening to a word – as I'm writing the word down or I'm saying the word and I hear it on the radio or hear it somewhere else or it's coming up on my computer screen, it's just its so weird. And it just every single day this happens, it's wild. And what it just tells me is that, yeah, like this is like a movie that I'm in and, okay, I'm on the right path. I'm doing what I need to do. It's showing me that this path for me is, you know, the synchronistic one where, you know, I'm meeting the right people at the right time. I'm thinking about something. Just the other day, I have I had an employee. She's moving to London, and um, you know, I wanted to get some essential oils uh, for for myself because I, I love using peppermint oil. And um, I realized I couldn't order it in time to get as I had to get it for like a, a week later. And then I went to her house. She was leaving for London, and then she gave me all the stuff and like like two bottles of peppermint oil. And like, what are the odds of just you know thinking about it? And then an hour later, I'm there, and she's like, oh, here, you need, uh, like, would you like this? Like, not even, I didn't even talk to her about it. <laughs> so I know what you're talking about. These, these kind of things happen all the time. Uh, another example is uh, I have, uh, in my center, I have a heater and a, and a air conditioning unit, uh, like a fan. And I was like, okay, I need to consolidate this, and I need to have, like, a one thing that, um, you know, has both. And then the next day, like, someone says, oh, hey, I'm getting rid of some stuff. Would you like this Dyson uh, hot and cold, like, uh, thing? And I'm like, well, okay, yeah, that's, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, universe. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, it means you're on time with your life when that happens. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's something to celebrate being on time with your life. And you also know what has your name on it. Yeah. You know, a lot of do things and, and their name's not on it. They do it because their parents want them to do it or they think it's it's fun or, or they give other excuses for doing things. But no one ever really stops and says, oh, is, is my name on this? But when you find someone that knows that their name is on it, then that's when magic does happen and that's when synchronization is confirmation. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, 100%. You know, it, it took me a while to feel like I was on the right path and I tried so many different things and Sometimes I did it for the wrong reason. Sometimes I just did it for financial success or whatever it was. But um, the moment I just kind of stepped into my heart and followed that, that's when, um, you know, and the heart doesn't lie. It's just like our mind sometimes tries to say, oh, no, this is the better option. And even when it comes to love and relationships and all that kind of stuff, there was always red flags along the way. Um, when I met people, I knew that it wasn't the right fit, but I was trying to just like, you know, intellectually trying to process and say, okay, I, I can make this work. But, um, you know, in everything in life, if there's friction, then it's a, it's just feedback. It's, there's nothing right or wrong. It's just feedback telling you, hey, listen, it's not as smooth as it can go. And, um, you know, there's, there's much better life out there for, for all of us. And every single day we have an infinity amount of choices to, to make. And, you know, the ones where we're leading with the heart, the mind will absolutely follow. But if we're trying to just, like, kind of put – you know, a square peg into a round hole, it's never going to never going to work, and it's going to cause more mental and physical exertion on our bodies and, and souls. That's very true. Well, I see what time it is, and I'd like to pass you over to my co-host, Arielle. Yeah. And she has the switchboard, if you're willing, maybe to talk to anyone that wants to call in. I would love so to. So it's been my, uh, my pleasure talking with you tonight, and I see that we're going to be talking tomorrow. Yes, so, I, can't, I, I can't wait. We're going to be talking about my solar return, which is uh, Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's what we'll be doing. So um, with that, I'd like to pass you over to Ariel. So thank you so much for being thank on you, our show. Okay. All right. Well, um, just before I have some things to talk about with you, I just want to let people know that at this point, if you have uh, a question or a comment, you'll need to, um, if you're already on the switchboard, you just need to press 1 so that we know you want to come on the air. If you're listening on the computer, then just pick up the phone and dial 917-889-8292. And then once you're in, you press 1 so that our producers will know that you want to ask a question. So um, as I mentioned uh, before, Anand, we don't usually have a lot of callers because a lot of people listen you know, in the archives. But um, I wanted to talk more about the, um, the things, the innovative things that you do at your center. Um, is it um, besides the, you know, the, the water, the, the getting in that? Flotation therapy. Flotation therapy. Um, what other things do you, I have a feeling that you've got a lot of Atlantean kind of um, <laughs> things going on there. Absolutely. So, you know, the whole concept of it is is bringing ancient knowledge to modern innovative technology. That was my, you know, just from traveling the world and seeing ancient Chinese medicine in Ayurveda, in India, and the Aboriginal in Australia. So I saw, like, and I just was so fascinated by ancient civilizations, ancient cultures, obviously Atlanteans. That that speaks to me too. So, um, yeah, bringing in those those old kind of therapies 
And some of the other ones that we do are infrared saunas, which is basically the, the, the heat from the sun. It's a near, mid, and far infrared heat spectrum that comes into your body. It penetrates into your cells, opens them up, and then allows for cellular detoxification. Um, so rather than sweating water weight, which a regular sauna does, you're sweating cellular toxins out of you. So people with Lyme disease, any kind of... Um, uh, what's called the heavy metal detox or detoxification, they're able to see a lot of benefits from releasing those. Um, we also do cryotherapy, which is a three-minute hypercooling treatment. So liquid nitrogen comes into the chamber. It's designed to lower inflammation, so don't get scared, but it's negative 249 degrees in there, and the people who are more advanced go to negative 321. And in that process, there's a dry cold, your, your blood rushes to your vital organs to protect it. Um, it's going through your heart, your lungs, your kidneys. It's picking up oxygen. It's picking up nutrients. And then when you step out of the chamber, the body realizes there's no imminent danger, so the blood vessels open back up, and all of your extremities, places that are highly inflamed or have a lot of pain or low blood circulation, that gets all fresh, oxygenated, nutrient-rich blood. So that's another really popular thing for a lot of athletes and people who are post-surgery to get more blood flow into those areas. We also do CBD oil massages. So many people know the benefits of cannabinoid oils um, in lowering inflammations. We do hypnosis, which is really good for the mind and changing limiting beliefs. Uh, so we have an amazing therapist that does that. We do postural alignment. We do um, fascial stretch therapies. So a lot of, a lot of interesting Stuff, but it's all based on holistic healing and letting the body heal itself because, you know, we don't, we don't like to add outside forces into the body. It's all, it's all about getting our body at homeostasis so then it can start healing on its own. Wow. I just love that. <laughs> yeah. um, and and the, uh, I'm wondering because we have um, just for the past, oh gosh, I guess just a couple of years, um, we've been using um, for our, our own personal well-being um, photonic therapy. Oh yeah, which, light therapy for sure. Yeah, it's I mean it's it's light tuned to a specific frequency, mm-hmm. and um, it, it sounds to me that like you're doing something either very similar or exactly that. Yeah, so I'm not familiar with the term photonic, but I, I do know about red light therapy, so we're starting to implement that. There's a company called Juve that we have a red light therapy light, but um, I know sound frequency, that's what Tesla said, is, right, is uh, if you want to know the secrets of the universe, just attune to the right frequency and vibrations. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, um, well, yeah, it is the red light therapy. And, and there's all different levels of it, um, you know, from from just kind of like a, a, a one-size-fits-all, uh, which is what we, we're using, because if you don't know what you're doing, you can't hurt yourself. And yeah. then there's the, you know, the Class 4 uh, laser therapy. Um, man, I have had an amazing experience with that. So um, I, I'm sure that that you've already got that that covered in your place, don't you? Yeah, I'm definitely going to look more into uh, to, to what you mentioned because, yeah, we're always looking for for new new innovative technologies and things that are going to really make a difference in people's lives. You know, we're not just doing this to to, to make uh, to make money or a quick bug. We we really 
when somebody comes in, we treat them like family, and we want to know, okay, what is it that you are seeking to get out of this experience, and how can we support you in that? And when you treat them with love from the very beginning, from the moment that they walk in with a big smile, you know, some nice sense that's in our space, like the healing already begins to happen, and they see the right. place is immaculate, and, uh, you know, it's, it's there for, for, for their healing, so it becomes their home for the next hour, two hours, whatever they're there for. So, yeah, I really, you know, uh, I'm very lucky. Like, I come from a hospitality background. My family in India, they, they are sweet makers. So they're always, uh, my last name actually means sweet maker. It's Sukhadia, and uh, they do Indian delicacies. So, you know, they, they're so big into customer service and making sure everyone is happy and satisfied with, uh, with you know, buying their products. But now for me, it's about services and how do I, how do I make a dent in this community that I'm in in Jersey City? And um, this is just the first prototype that I that I had. I really want to, I wanted to make it so a place that could build community and you know like-minded people can gather, be inspired, and then discuss ideas on how can we transform the planet through more love and through more contribution. And you know we have a lot of amazing people that come through very successful entrepreneurs all the way from, you know, construction workers next door and everybody, we don't care what you do when you come in, you're, you're family. It doesn't matter. And we don't look mm-hmm. at anyone, color, race, any of that stuff. It's, we're all light beings. And, uh, you know, I think really people feel it. And then the next step for me is to, um, you know, I really want to open up a retreat center where we can do way more therapies, uh, bring in the best healers, have the best seminars, um, you know, hopefully in a tropical environment where, you know, the healing actually helps more with more sun and beach and, uh, you know, uh, having, like, great people come in, kind of talk about health and have great practitioners and, you know, do some more um, ceremonial stuff, shamanic work uh, through people, breathwork sessions. There's so many ideas that I have. And, uh, yeah, right now just looking to attract the right people who want to be a part of this uh, this mission because, yeah, we're here to – to really transform the, this world and you know in, in a great way. Oh, it sounds. I mean, you probably have a vision of replicating what you have in Jersey City, and and having like branch offices or, or franchises or something, so that you know, um, it people who are in California don't miss out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, it seems to me that you could. Uh, hand-pick people that really understand who you are, what you do, and and have the same level of competency, uh, and just and replicate so that you can have your your recovery spas all over the world. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's beautiful, yeah. you know, like especially being in this this environment when people step in the door, they they are always asking, "How can I be more a part mm-hmm. of this?" And, um, you know, it's just kind of once you're in that frequency, then you kind of attract the right people. So manifestation-wise, the, the relationships that I've developed just from having this center is, uh, you know, these are relationships that are going to carry forward to, for a lifetime for me. Mm, I'm sure. And what do you do to block the EMF? <laughs> So, uh, you know, actually Lavender turned me on to a lot of uh, EMF blocking, uh, little chips and things like that, the Geo Wellness. I know she uh, she promotes. I have some of those. And uh, we have some crystals. We have a lot of uh, tourmaline. And uh, what are some of the other crystals that we have? Um, onyx and, and stuff like that. And, you know, pyramid 
uh, all over with with copper in it as well. So there's a lot of things, but I, I would love to hear your your take on it. Well, my first question is, do you have Wi-Fi in the building? In the building itself, yes. Um, our computers are hardwired um, inside of our space. But yeah, I mean, there's you know we're in a, we're in Jersey City, which is downtown, so we are affected. There's a lot of you know uh, telephone uh, lines and and wires and wireless towers and all this kind of stuff there. So yeah, yeah we yeah, that's yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> to me, um, you've got to keep that away mm-hmm. because it's going to undo. I mean, people are having great results. But if you you know you take out the radiation, they could have even better results. Um, there is actually paint that you can get that blocks EMF. Oh wow! Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you go to a website, it's called lessemf.com. Um, he was a guest on our show, and um, it's it's like a catalog uh, because you know they have submissions from all these different companies with their EMF blocking stuff, and they have to pass rigorous testing. So if you make it onto that site, your product has been proven and tried um, and tested. And they've Wonderful. Got so this, it's, it's L-E-S-S, E-M-F, less E-M-F.com? Yeah, less, like not more, but less, less, less E-M-F. Less. Yeah, and, uh, um, yeah, they've got this paint that you can, I mean, and that's something you do at once and, um and I'm sure you could put a color over it because I'm sure that the paint isn't – it's probably just white. But, um, uh, but yeah, there's paint that you can get that blocks EMF. Um, there's also um, material that kind of looks like a really, really thick garbage bag, and that completely blocks any EMF. You know, I mean, your hardwired Ethernet computer, I mean, it, that'll still work because it's coming through the wire. Mm-hmm. But um, – I, I doubt that people's cell phones would work if that's, you know, if they go into that. But if you want to talk on your cell phone, I'd just tell them you go outside. You know, yeah, you we can't tell people all that. the time, You're, you came here yeah. to step away from that thing, so please shut it off <laughs> when you enter. Uh, but actually it's funny because our walls are so thick because of the soundproofing that, uh, uh-huh. you know, a lot of those cell phones, it doesn't, cell phones don't even work in our space for the most part. That's good. Well, you know, you can get a meter. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was, um, um, I, I'm, I'm afraid his name is out of my brain right now, but the, the, the man that, that owns the Less EMF website uh, said the first thing you have to do is get a meter because you might think that you must have this problem or that problem, but unless you have a meter to actually prove it, you could waste your money, you know, buying things that you didn't need and, and you know, not buying things that you do. So, um, yeah, I, I got a, I got a, it's called a tri-field meter, and it measures um, um, magnetic, um, electric, and, and radio frequency. Um, so it's, it, it'll measure all three things that you have to be careful with. And, yeah, um, yeah I mean, it, it's just, so you can go and, you know, it's like, well, you would think if the cell phones don't work that your cell, that your radiation level is really, really low, and and I would not be surprised if it is. But um, get a meter and and go and, and prove it to yourself, and if there are some areas that are leaking radiation, then then you can, you know, choose a remedy for that. 
but yeah, that's that's something that I, I got a <laughs> I got a real I think say a big nerve when it comes to um, uh, people and cell phones, especially you know, when I go to the chiropractor, they're all there, you know, supposedly for their health, but they will not let go of those phones. I know it's and, glued on, and then you, everyone gets text neck too, so their their necks are all messed up. That's why they're at the chiropractor, <laughs> is because they're yeah. always looking down on the phones, and it's it's actually becoming a real problem uh, for a lot of people. Back pain, neck pain. It's it's just because of the the cell phone, not only the radiation, but just the posture that uh, that everyone holds. Yeah. Well, you know, when your head's forward, when you're looking down at the phone. That is equivalent to having 30 pounds of traction on your spine, pulling it in the wrong way. Yeah. If, you know, if your head is straight up on top of your your shoulders, it's 10 pounds. But you just tilt it forward, and then it becomes a 30-pound traction machine. <clears throat> and that's why, you know, people that, that have kind of, uh, you know, really rounded backs, that's the result of head forward all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, um, <laughs> I didn't mean to get up on a soapbox here about that, but it's just I was just at the chiropractor today, and, and it's just here's a man laying on the table um, getting his, his therapy with a cell phone just laying on his chest. <laughs> and I, and I, just, I just wanted to run. I didn't know whether to go over there and, and, you know, shake him up or just, you know, offer it up and, um, and hope he's okay. Uh, yeah, so, but I just, I love, um, I mean, you've got so much, you know, Atlantean and Tesla um, technology and thinking, working with, with magnetics and light and and that, that flotation thing. Oh, my gosh. Ah. Yeah, I would I'm, love I'm very, to do I'm that. very blessed. <laughs> and you, whenever you're I'm in blessed. Jersey, please, please come on by. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, well. <laughs> I, I've been in New Jersey one time, and I was just on my way to somewhere else. Um, I just don't know anybody there. Yeah. Um, well, now you know me. Now I know you, and that's really good. Mm-hmm. So um, is, is there anything else that you want to, uh, a topic that you hadn't covered that you'd like to before we wrap it up? It doesn't look like we're going to have any callers as usual, but... Yeah, um, no. Yeah, just the the only thing is, I, I'd love for for the audience uh, if they're interested, check out my website. Or sorry, my website is onum.life, uh, ohm.life for the um, for the the wellness spa. But also, I started a podcast recently. It's on iTunes. It's called the Limitless One Podcast, and it's essentially just a, a journal of my life, of my different experiences and interviewing people that I'm really inspired by who are living a limitless life in their own field. So whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's spirituality, whether it's um, health and wellness, there's so many different topics that we we delve into. And everyone in my sphere is very heart-based, always looking to help others. So um, I'd really love for people to check it out if, if it's something that calls to them. And uh, you can find it on my website, anand.life, or go to iTunes and find it at the Limitless One podcast. Okay, and I'm sure you've got those links on both of your websites. So the on the um, anand a n a n d dot life is mm-hmm. where the, the podcast and the archives of your podcast, and and then the om o m dot life is about the um, wellness modern recovery spa. Correct. Excellent. Um, so, well, this is just 
it is so uplifting to know that there are people like you doing what you're doing and and reaching out and um and you might have heard in the uh, in the introduction when we first uh, the show came on tonight there is a massive starseed activation going on all over the planet and it started 2 years ago before anyone ever heard of of the coronavirus and they were you know starseeds were starting to wake up and just like you know the the eddies and currents of of time and synchronicities and this led to that led to this led to that they show up at our website and um yeah we've just watched and the timing when every time another stampede of star seeds shows up on our on our website we have to we look at the timing and there's been three major and then some littler ones in between, but three major, uh, like a tsunami, uh, people just waking up and I got to do this, I got to do this. Um, when, when the sun was at galactic degree in December of 18, mm-hmm. uh, the the second day of the Teton meetings, which is uh, January 1 through 7, that was last year, and then this year on the solstice, each one yeah. of and those are major, um, uh, I say celestial timings. Uh, and that's and so there's somebody upstairs pushing buttons. Oh, absolutely! Like, okay. I'm sure the Schumann resonance <laughs> as well as well is uh, is contributing to, uh, to you know it probably like falls in line at the exact times and everything that you're getting the uh, the, the flood of people coming in as well. Yeah, well, I, I'm really I'm glad it's not happening every single day because we, <laughs> I mean we we couldn't handle that. You know, it's just been Lavendar and I for. For ten years, and then we just trained a new team um, last year. So at least now um, we can serve more people in a, in a more reasonable amount of time. But yeah, I mean, star seeds are waking up all over, and um, and what you're doing. I mean, I haven't seen your chart, but I can guarantee you that you've got star markings <laughs> on your chart. Um, and I, I, I know you're going to really enjoy your time with Lavendar tomorrow. Yeah, I, I can't wait. It's the second uh, second conversation we're going to have. But, uh, yeah, I just want to thank you both for, for doing what you do as well. It's so important for this time and for this, this uh, you know, what we're going through, this great awakening, this great shift in humanity. And I know, like, it's probably the calm before the storm. Like, tomorrow is a really big day on this 3D reality. And, uh, you know, I think that a lot of things in 2021 will be revealed. And it's so funny. Like, even um, the the COVID relief bill has, like, there was, I don't know if you saw it, but the 180-day, like, countdown to UFO disclosure was actually in the the COVID relief bill, which really blew a lot of people's minds. But I think a lot of things are happening in 2021, and as long as we're staying grounded in our hearts and, uh, you know, and love-centered, because there's so many things that are going to be revealed that, uh, you know, could shock, could shock a lot of people. Yeah. Well, I mean, for two years now, starseeds have been waking up and getting to work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just the people that come through our site, you have to consider that each one of those people are going to go out and touch other people. 100%. So, you know, and, and just like, I mean, just like you, you know, if you empower one person, they will then go empower people. So it's it's a domino thing, and it's been happening. And and I know that whatever comes, the star seeds are holding the light, and um, and we're going to be okay. We're going to get through it. Yeah, 
I believe that. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Oh, well, it's been our pleasure. And um, a happy birthday, a little early, but happy birthday. <laughs> have have a have a great year and set your intention. Lavendar will, you know, help you do that. But your your ten hour window, which I kind of mentioned a little bit at the beginning of the show, it happens when the sun comes back to the same place it was when you were born. And sometimes it's on your birthday, sometimes it's the day before. Um, and with leap year last year, a lot of them are coming, you know, like the day before. But you get a window of 10 hours of great manifestational ability that's magnified like a thousand times over what it usually is. So when you approach that with deliberate intent, you use that energy to um, attract and bring things into your life that that you really want and need, and um, you know, and you have the rites of passage to go there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm still solar returns. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, really, solar returns. It's, it, Lavendar is such a master with that. And um, as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, she is going to be doing um, exclusively now solar returns, along with you know uh, explaining masterships and, and covering your transits. So I kind of jokingly said it's like the whole enchilada in one hour, and she can do it. <laughs> so um, that's uh, that's coming up. Soon, uh, new changes on Starseed Hotline. So, Wonderful. well, I I know that you are going to do well. You are going to prosper, and uh, and really help so many people. And we're grateful that you're on the planet doing that. Likewise, 2021 is the year of the Starseed, and let's uh, let's continue to to flourish and to to activate everybody and to uh, to bring more love into the world. And that's what's needed. I totally agree. So, Anand, you have a great birthday and a wonderful year. And, uh, you know, keep in touch and let us know if there are new things that you're launching. Let us know when you come back and tell us about it. Sounds good, Ariel. Happy 2021. Okay, sweetie. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Well, I want to thank you all for listening, and we will be back two weeks from tonight. And um, let's see who two weeks from tonight. I, I, I can't recall who's coming in in two weeks. But until then, make an effort to have compassion in your heart and give gratitude and grace to others. Until next time, bye bye. You've been listening to Starseed Radio Academy. Visit our website at www.starseedhotline.com. 